Hello and welcome to HR Unplugged. In today's episode, Anita Grantham, Bamboo HR Head of HR, Vanessa Brulat, Bamboo HR Human Resource Business Partner, are joined by special guest Trevor Larson, CEO at Nectar. They'll discuss why an employee recognition strategy is important for your business, especially in today's season of high employee turnover. By the end of the podcast, you will know why employee recognition is so critical for businesses today, what your employee recognition program should include, how to implement an employee recognition program. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. We have an exciting guest today for our episode of HR Unplugged. I'd like to welcome Trevor Larson, CEO at Nectar. And welcome, Trevor. Can you give our audience a quick introduction? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Vanessa and Anita. Um, really excited to be here. Shout out to the whole Bamboo team for putting this on, for inviting me. There's been a lot of work behind the scenes on this, promoting it and getting it ready and all the format and the IT. So um, as many of you can imagine, Bamboo has has been a pleasure to work with and um, excited to dive in. But a little bit more about me is I'm a husband and father of two. I've got little ones ages three and one. Uh, my wife is really, really active and outdoorsy. So we love to get outside and hike and ride bikes, um, go four wheeling, horseback riding, like all that stuff when the weather permits. And uh, this year, especially in Utah, it hasn't permitted that much. It's been a really, really long winter. So we're excited for this really good weather so we can kind of do the things we love um, outside again. As far as like background around me and Nectar, um, why what we're doing at Nectar brings me a lot of fulfillment and purpose is that of like the five love languages that most are familiar with, I'm like a words of affirmation guy to my core. And those close to me definitely know that feeling valued and appreciated. It's a basic human need that all of us have but I feel like it's extra acute for me for some reason. Um, but in the modern workforce, it can be really scarce at times. Uh, when I entered the workforce, I noticed there was still kind of this outdated mindset that prevailed that we should only recognize people for monumental achievements and big successes. And we tend to almost like ration recognition. Meanwhile, though the data show most people feel underappreciated at work, and it's a big cause for stress and anxiety that permeates into our personal lives. Um, and so what we're doing as a whole just hasn't really been working. And I think people should be given real-time feedback about their contributions and that we should recognize the small wins that eventually build up to the big ones. Um, our mission at Nectar is to help people feel more valued and appreciated at work and there's actually a deeper meaning to the name. If anyone's been curious why we're named Nectar, Nectar is actually the key component of honey. And it's what makes honey sweet. And we believe that frequent meaningful recognition is what makes an organization and its culture sweet. So hopefully it gives you a little background about me, why I'm passionate about this. And I'm really excited to kind of dive in deeper with, with you guys. Well, we are so excited, Trevor. Here's a special heart. Thank you so much for joining the chat today. Uh, I think we're going to have a great discussion, and I know you have so many good things to share with our audience. So let's get started and dive right in. 
uh, we know that employee recognition is important, but I want to hear what you both have to say about this. Anita, let's start with you. What are the general benefits to employee recognition and what is the real power of recognition? You know, what I love about recognition is that it's an acknowledgement of what somebody is doing well. And I think this is something that we don't talk about often enough. And Vanessa and Trevor and everybody, I'd love to get your thoughts. But when um, when you acknowledge that somebody is doing something well, they're going to be more inclined to do it over and over again. So that acknowledgement brings out that positive behavior and allows somebody to know whether they're succeeding in their job, which is so important because people do a lot of different things. And if we don't acknowledge and let them know what they're doing really well, how will they know to continue it? And then, you know, there's a ton of good data out here. Sherm says that people who are recognized are more satisfied. Um, Aon said that turnover was reduced by 31% at companies with a strong culture of appreciation. You know, so there's just a lot of good data out there. And I'd be curious here from our resident expert, Trevor, what, what you think the use case is. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to call someone out in the chat. They said, recognition is like love. It should be given freely and often. And I love that. I haven't heard it explained like that before, but we should err on the side of doing it more than less. And I think that's been historically kind of the problem. Um but really, employee recognition impacts the human need and the psychological side of work. Like we all need to feel like we matter and that what we're doing doesn't go unnoticed. So like stepping out of the workplace for a minute, we've all experienced the two sides of the coin around recognition. Think about a time when like a coach or a mentor, or a parent or a teacher saw something that you did and they pointed it out and praised you for it. How did it make you feel? Because for me, it always was extremely motivating and it made me want to work even harder at that thing that I was doing. Um, uh, conversely, think of a time when you worked really hard and nobody noticed or said anything. How did that make you feel? Because for me, that feeling is equally deflating and discouraging. And we're just, we're just wired that way, right? There's no way around it. We're these social creatures from the beginning of time, we've needed to feel like we're contributing to the broader group. And if we're not, it, it we start to feel really stressed. Like there's some like neurological um, pieces to that. So transitioning back to the workplace, there are two universal problems that every single business faces, and that's engaging their people and keeping and retaining them. And there's really no one size fits all approach to this because it's such a multifaceted problem. So if you could just throw money at it, um, it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Everyone would have this fixed, but obviously it's not fixed. And um, replacing the replacing employee can cost uh, some stats have shown between 50 to 200% of their annual salary in the recruiting and training costs and the knowledge lost so these are really expensive problems for a business. Um, one of the biggest drivers that to help engagement and retention is frequent meaningful recognition and making people feel valued. Um, those of you who know Josh Burson, he's I know he's a thought leader kind of in the HR space. And his team actually found that companies with a well-implemented recognition program, on average, were able to reduce voluntary turnover by 31%, which is a huge number. And we've seen that with our own customers um, who've reported at times a reduction of more than 50%. So I'd say just when done correctly, and we'll dive into that a bit more during our conversation, 
employee recognition can have a massive impact on both engagement and retention. I totally agree with you, Trevor. I was thinking about this as we were preparing for this call. You know, and Ben and Ryan, who you know well, founders of Bamboo, they're really excellent at this. And what I appreciate about them is that it's um, it doesn't take a lot to be excellent at appreciation. And so, you know, I was just working on a big project with them over the last five months, and we would get together in the office, and we'd sit across from each other, and they'd literally start, and they'd say, Anita, we're so grateful that you're here. We're really grateful that you're encouraging us to focus on this, this, and this, and it's making a big difference in our business right now. And it's just, it's just a little bit. Right. And it's authentic, which is one word that I haven't heard mentioned yet. I've heard meaningful. And I think that really makes a difference. But it also has to be authentic because if it's canned, then it doesn't land. And that that doesn't work either. Really good point. I love adding authentic to the mix of like what makes this work. Well, one of the, I, that made me realize a, a scenario that I had last week where a leader had in a meeting, we went through like a really tough discussion and at the very end. They genuinely said, hey, thank you so much for the hard work because without you, I wouldn't even have dove into this because it's hard. And it kind of almost re-energizes your battery a little bit. And, and just it's like the energizer bunny almost like you're, you're working so hard on something, but then getting that recognition just creates that energy and drive like, wow, what I'm doing is super impactful and important. Well, let's dig into the reduced turnover benefits for recognition programs. What other data or proof do we have that recognition directly reduces turnover? Anita, I'd love to get your thoughts on reduced turnover, and then I'd love to dive into employee engagement with Trevor. Yeah, we had a long discussion about this in our prep session, and you know, I think it's really it's it's common sense, but something we don't leverage enough. So, companies that make employee recognition a priority have team members that get get this that are fifty six percent less likely to be looking for a new job, according to Gallup. So that's a big number. So I was doing an interview actually with a candidate on Friday and she she used this analogy for me and it completely stuck. And I think it was originally coined by Franklin Covey where you talk about deposits into the emotional bank account. And I think of recognition and appreciation that way, right? If you're constantly making deposits of, you know, Vanessa, I so appreciate how you show up on this podcast, prepared and ready to go make a difference for our community. Trevor, I really appreciate all the work that you've done coming into it and how prepared you are to have these deep discussions, right? I'm making deposits into the bank account of Vanessa and Trevor as we go along on this journey together, because there's going to be a time where I'm going to have to share, hey, you know, we got this situation on the podcast and I really think we could have answered that question more powerfully, which almost comes as a withdrawal. And if I haven't made those deposits, my ability to give feedback and coaching and guidance lands much less effectively. So I think when people start looking for a new job, it's often because they don't like their leader and they don't feel like their work matters, which means I don't feel appreciated. So we see that companies that make employee recognition a priority have team members that are 73% less likely to feel burned out when recognition is offered. Like Vanessa, like you just said, it gives you fuel back in that tank to keep you going. So I think it's a practice, it's a habit that when invested in, we'll feel, and we see 44% when recognition is a priority, people will feel like they're thriving in life overall. Like it's not, you know, Trevor, like you said, a work impact, it's a whole life impact. 
Well, I love that analogy, Anita, because it it creates that connection, that trust, and the 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 connection that you desire and need with within your employee community. Well, Trevor, it's obvious from our conversation that recognition programs are proven to help employee engagement, and you clearly have experience with this. What can you tell us about the direct correlation with a formal program for recognition and engagement? Yeah, I mean, I mean, employee recognition is one of the biggest drivers of engagement. And it goes back to that psychology of it. And I love that analogy that Anita shared about building up these small deposits over time. Um, People need to feel recognized and having that need filled consistently is extremely motivating. Um, Employees work harder when they're appreciated and it shouldn't surprise anyone that eight out of 10 employees say they would work harder if they felt better appreciated. Now, imagine if 80% of your workforce is working harder. What does that mean for the bottom line? I mean, it's massive, right? Also, employees will repeat their good work when they're recognized. 92% of employees are likely to repeat a specific action if given recognition for it. And this is something we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, So if we're only recognizing big wins and successes, we're missing out on that real-time feedback that motivates them and tells them that they're headed in the right direction. I love that. And some of the things that you had mentioned too, it makes me think of Parks and Rec. I don't know if, (laughs) if I have any fellow lovers out there that watch the TV series, Parks and Rec with Leslie Nope and all that. There's there's a scene in there and I'll, <laughs> yes, Jody. Okay, we have a few fans out there. Melissa, thank you. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> so there's a particular scene where there's Ron and Chris. They're two different management styles and they're trying to prove their management style is the best using Jerry as their their product and and trying to see who can succeed in the end. And Ron's approach is people are motivated by fear, hunger, and money. And Chris is more so of like, uh, think about encouragement, appreciation, and smiles. (laughs) Two completely different approaches here. And one thing that Chris says is when people feel supported, they will literally explode with productivity. So it's just very different. When they go into this scenario where they each take on Jerry and approach him, uh, Ron's approach is, well, let's start with Chris. Chris approaches him and says, hey, I appreciate you. I chose you for the job. I know you can do this. Take these files and file them away. And so Jerry's like, oh, that's so kind. And he starts filing away and files 268 files. Come Ron, Ron says, stop filing those. You're filing these these blue files and you can't eat until you're done. So he takes this candy bar away that he's eating while he's filing the other files. And Jerry's like freaked out and grabs the box and is fearfully trying to file these files. Again, two very different approaches, but he did file 384 files of Ron's. So 268 versus 384, it seems like there's an obvious winner But when they look deeper into the data, the 384 files that he filed for Ron were almost completely filed incorrectly into the system. So it was almost like he didn't do any work at all. It has to all be redone. So when you look at that example, obviously Chris's approach was a lot better. 
and he felt good. He felt appreciated and he was a lot more on task and was able to be super productive and make a, a bigger impact. And I love that example because of that. So I know Anita and Trevor, you both have so much experience with recognition programs and I'm sure you've run into problems throughout the years. So let's break down the common reasons businesses struggle to implement recognition programs. Anita, let's get your take first. I love that story. I'm going to have to go look for that clip on Parks and Rec because I haven't watched Parks and Rec. So I'm going to have to go watch this. We should share it in our HR Heroes. But, you know, I think what it is, is every time you hear program, I don't know about you, Trevor, I kind of have an allergy, right? Like, it's just like, oh, I need a new program. I need a new thing to do, a new bright, shiny object. And I always I always think, and you all have heard me say this before, but when it's tied into your mission and your values, it can be much more effective. So, you know, at Bamboo, our mission is to set people free to do great work. If we believe that um, being recognized and appreciated as a part of the ability to do great work, it'd be a natural thing that we would have in our culture. And so not having it be a strategic priority, you know, 81% of leaders say that recognition isn't a major strategic priority. And I kind of laugh at that, at that stat, Trevor, because I'm like, okay, I don't think that recognition needs to be a strategic priority. What I do think is that it needs to be part of your operating system as a leader and as an organization of just, it's something that you just do if you want to have a healthy, great organization that cares about its people. And if you don't, that's okay too, right? You can be the Ron of, of the organization. And look, I'm all about no judgment cultures. And if you have a bunch of Rons out there, that's cool too. You're going to attract and retain people that think like Ron, or you're going to attract and retain people that think like Chris. Both are good, but who do you, who do you want to be out there? And then, you know, 73% of senior leaders say their companies don't offer managers training for recognition. I think this is also a cop-out. I don't need training to show recognition. I don't know what you think, Trevor. I mean, I think there's things that make us better, but to say, I don't know how to say thank you or thank you for doing this or like acknowledging things, I kind of think it's like a basic core principle of acknowledgement, but I don't know. Talk to me, Trevor. What am I missing in this? Yeah, that that part specifically is, is interesting because it seems like it should be an innate thing that we do, but I think in this like fast paced business environment, like we finish a task or a project and everyone's moving on the next thing. It's hard to keep it top of mind. Some leaders are good at it. Others aren't. And so people often like experience different cultures or subsets of cultures within companies. They have a good leader or manager that's good at it versus the one that's not. So I'm a big believer in having an engine or a system that helps keep it top of mind for everyone and reduces the friction or that barrier to entry for people to do it consistently. Um, as far as problems of, of just in general, um, like friction points on why, or why some companies do it versus don't do it is a lot of businesses struggle with the lack of understanding that recognition can really impact, have a big impact on the business. Uh, leaders sometimes see it as a nice to have something that's warm and fuzzy versus something that can like really move the needle on the culture and on the bottom line. So I think part of that's like an alignment issue um, where there isn't buy-in from everyone in a position of power. And if that's the case, your recognition program is set up to fail. Like you need the buy-in from the top and they need to catch the vision of why this is important and how it impacts uh, engagement and retention and things like productivity. Um, as far as smaller companies go, uh, what we see a lot of times is they try to build something internally using spreadsheets 
or Slack channels or going out and getting gift cards for the rewards component. And this is a really great place to start, by the way. Um, most companies have probably done this to some extent. It's just something that gets hard to scale, right? As you continue to, to grow the company and the headcount, um, it's hard to scale. It takes a lot of resources for, for somebody to kind of stay on top of and manage. But what are some of the other kind of problems you've found, Anita? Or does that sound similar to the, the problems that you've seen? Yeah, that sounds similar to what I've seen. And then, you know, if we go back to the Ben and Ryan example, it starts at the top. So who's responsible for it? If my CEO, my founders aren't showing appreciation and recognition, why am I as a manager going to do the same thing? So it's another one of these key HR like intersects where if we feel like it's important in HR, but our CEO and our leaders don't, it's never going to fly. So if you naturally have leaders showing appreciation, then yes, like how committed can we get everybody to be and showing appreciation and recognition, even if it isn't our native genius? But I think helping getting those questions answered will help a program succeed and making sure that we as leaders are really demonstrating it in the way that's authentic for us. And I think that's where people get hung up is they just aren't sure how to do it or help it feel right. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. I've worked at companies where you take these value cards and you write on the back what you're grateful for and you give it to somebody. Or we've actually mailed them across the country or across the continent to get them to people, right? Um, and, you know, you can have appreciation, you know, in Slack and those other things that all work. So, you know, you don't have to start big. You can start small and start um, showing that appreciation makes a difference. Well, I'm loving this insight from both of you. And that just makes me think about a scenario where a few years ago, like there's with that upper leadership, giving that recognition, having it start from the top down is super impactful. Or even I had an experience a few years ago where I was working really hard on some sales recruiting numbers. And there happened to be a place where me and one of the, the leaders in upper leadership crossed paths. And her and I never worked together really in day to day, but she happened to be in a meeting where she heard the, the success in the hiring and pulled me aside and said, hey, I've heard about these things that you're doing really well on. Great job. Thank you so much for your hard work. And she didn't need to do that. I don't work with her on a day to day, but it made me feel like, wow, like I'm making an impact across a, across the board. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an impact to the business. And it was super impactful for me. And she probably doesn't even remember that this conversation even happened, but it was a core memory for me of thinking, wow, like if I ever get to that type of role, I want to be able to think about it in that way, that if I hear somebody getting recognized or things that they're doing well, I want to go out of my way to make sure that they feel appreciated and that I see them too. And I think that can make such a big impact. So uh, I'd really like to get into some actionable ways our audience can make a change in their own recognition strategies or programs at their companies. First, I want to talk about the different ways we can recognize employees effectively. Trevor, I know you have some thoughts about this with what you consider recognition 1.0 and recognition 2.0. Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are two ways to look at the way you recognize employees and kind of this evolution that's happened. So there's recognition 1.0 and 2.0 and to kind of walk you through the journey of that. Recognition 1.0 is a very traditional approach most companies do this. It's table stakes. Um, and it's this top-down recognition strategy. So think things like service awards, employee of the month, or some type of 
shout out during a town hall or company meetings to a few individuals, birthday bonuses, and nominations. Now, the shortcomings with this approach is that this strategy often lacks frequency and participation, right? A service award only happens once every year, three or five years. And these days, most people don't make it to the three-year mark, right? Um, so this is kind of that, the way, the old way that we talked about where it's not adding enough deposits over time for people to feel consistently valued and appreciated. Um, as far as 2.0 goes, kind of the shift is, there is, this is kind of a more streamlined version of 1.0. So you take everything from 1.0, you add a system or engine um, in place to drive the frequency and partic participation up, which are kind of the two shortcomings of, of 1.0. Um, you want to layer in a 360 degree component. So you have the top down recognition as mentioned, but also this peer to peer recognition, many of you are probably familiar with, but that's more of this grassroots approach where uh, frontline workers and everyone in the organization is participating in this. They're looking for people living core values and giving them shout outs or people going above and beyond. They're building that connection, especially I saw in the comments, like with remote and hybrid work, this has only gotten harder, this whole um, nut to crack around engagement and retention. Uh, when people aren't in office, it gets harder and harder to build that camaraderie and connection. So peer-to-peer -peer recognition is a great way to break down those silos, make sure people aren't feeling like they're on an island. And they're, it's able to help drive that those retention and kind of engagement benefits that you're looking for. Um, 2.0 also is more rewards-based. So uh, adding in some type of incentive helps increase that overall engagement and participation in programs. Um, and we've just seen when things are a bit more formalized and there's a system in place, it's what keeps things top of mind. It would, it's what gets people to participate. As they participate, you're building those deposits across the whole org and different angles of it. And that really, you can start feeling that in the culture and it builds this positive momentum to help drive financial outcomes for the organization and make sure that people are are feeling valued, which is kind of the core of all of this, right? That's right. I love those examples and kind of taking me from how I start because sometimes it seems daunting to start any program. And while we feel it should be native for us to give recognition, to think about how to influence and get other people to see it as important. That's why I love the breakdown of 1.0 to 2.0. So thanks for doing that, Trevor. And I think it's just, it's, it's great just to show where you want to be on a maturity scale in your organization and how you tie it back into your values and mission. I know there's a bunch of questions in the chat, Vanessa, what, what do you want to take us to so we can get to some of these key things that everybody's thinking about as we've gone through so much great information here. Yes, we definitely have some good, insightful comments here. So Monica had a question about how do you encourage the executive team to get on board with valuing and recognition to the organization? Anita, you want to take a stab at that and then I'll hop in? Yeah, so I don't think you can convince anyone to do anything. Like I, I don't, I don't try to convince people like either they really want to, and they see it as important and they see it as a tie in into our values and our mission, or they don't. And, um, I just think convincing is a bad habit for HR to be into. And if you feel like you have to convince it, I would, I would go a different angle. I don't know if that's too abrasive Trevor, but that's, I haven't had luck convincing anyone to do anything. Whether, yeah, whether I agree with that or not, I'll give the counterpoint, which would just be <laughs> like built just like most decisions throughout the organization, like when we're in the process of making changes or 
buying certain tools. Like I just need to see a case for the ROI. Like how's, how is this going to help the culture? How is it going to help retention and engagement? And so I know we've shared a lot of statistics and maybe we can have some type of follow-up that helps you. Like maybe it's, I'm sure our team has a, a one page or a PDF or executive summary of like how to build a case for something like this that has a lot of the statistics on ROI and stuff. But that's really what most leaders want to see is they're like, what, what do we give up for this and what are we getting from it and how does it make us better and in, in alignment with our goals? The other thing I think you could do, Trevor, is start with the way we started this is does recognition matter to you, executive team? Do you feel like you need mm-hmm. recognition? Right. Because that's that's why we start. We've always got to look at ourselves first. So, okay, CEO and executive team, that means you don't like to be recognized. So we're going to stop all birthday, anniversary, like all those celebrations. Does that work for you? I'll make sure that your leader as the CEO never appreciates you for anything that you do. Does that create the culture that we want? I love that. That's that's a really good suggestion too. like appeal to the human side. Right. It's kind of like there's the emotional appeal side of things where it's like we're all human. We all feel this. We already mentioned it's a basic human need. And then there's like the logical, rational side where it's like, okay, what does this actually mean for the business? How can we help kind of quantify it and, and build a case for it? I just, I always feel bad for HR leaders that go and do a bunch of work and then it's like, go do more work. So I really just like to get to the core of like, are you even game for this? And if you are, then I'll go build like a business case on it. But if you're not game for it, then let's like figure out really what we're committed to. That's yeah, that's a really good call. Well, Melissa had a follow-up from that is what about semantic, I'm going to say this wrong, satiation? Uh, too much of a good thing where the recognition loses its meaning because it's done too frequently. Yeah, I would say we'd rather err on that side than nothing. However, um, I don't, I don't, I haven't had that reported to me that it's like ever been too much. There probably is a case or um, there's a time where that that happens too much as an edge case. Um, so yeah, that I mean it's a good concern. I'm not sure how to how to talk to that. Maybe one of you have a better opinion. I know this may be a little uh, um, unpopular perhaps, but I do think that um, bamboo suffers a little bit from this. Like, I think we have such a nice culture and when you have too much of like, everything's great and everybody's wonderful and things are so, so great. It's hard to give really thoughtful um, feedback when you really need somebody to improve. And oftentimes they don't take it as constructively as they need to. And so, you know, we, we've, we've seen that a lot is that we just, we've, we've struggled in performance management. We've struggled in strong performance conversations. And so I do see that there is possibly a flip side in having just like anything else that can't, you know, be more on one side than the other. You've got to kind of hit a good balance between constructive feedback for growth in your career while also appreciating the effort it takes to do hard things because you can still show appreciation for people that are on pips and on performance plans by saying hey I know this has been really hard I appreciate your commitment to what you've done this week you made great progress on these three things thank you so much for making progress on those things right so they can kind of tie together a bit as well yeah I love what Ali said in here as well of like if it she said, maybe if the recognition isn't authentic or you're just reaching for something, then you could see it not being received well. But going back to Anita's point on authenticity, like if it truly is authentic and happening a lot, I think there's still a ton of value um, in that. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other things I think about too is if if you, I had an experience with an employee who wanted 
in every single one-on-one appreciation. Like it was more of a task list, but it, it removes the genuinity of it. Like, it's like, oh, I've got to think of something. It's like, no, that should just come naturally. And the question to a scenario like that to back to the employee is how are you recognizing yourself? Like, how are you like self-reflecting of all the goodness that you are doing? Because I think that's kind of an important part of this equation as well. Yeah. Well, and I guess one, one kind of distinction I, that just came to me as well is like the difference between gratitude and recognition. Mm. And I think there's probably like, I don't know what the exact definitions of those two are, but we should show gratitude for way more things than we recognize for, right? When somebody finishes up a project or task, even if it's like their day to day, like gratitude is a really great practice and saying thanks, you know, is, is just genuinely a good thing to do. And then there's like going out of your way to like recognize for certain things. And so maybe there's, there's a bit of a a difference there. That's interesting, Trevor. Do you see a difference? Would you add appreciation to that too? Like is appreciation different from recognition, which is different from gratitude? I think they're all different and I should probably have like a stronger point of view on like the difference between the three. And I don't really, I think they're used synonymously a lot of times, but there's probably some subtle like nuanced differences there that are worth considering. Does anyone in the chat or in the community have some thoughts on um, how we might distinguish the between the three? That's a that's a great idea. I'd love to see that that come out because I think it's a good point. I think I lumped them together a little bit. And I love what you're saying. I was thinking about I took the girls and their friends to the pool yesterday. And when the friends got out of the car when I dropped them off, our girls said to their girls, thank you. And I thought, well, that's great, but it would have been great to hear thank you from the people that I dropped off, picked up, spent time and money on pool passes and food for, but I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, you know, so thank you would have gone a long way. Um, so it's just interesting. <laughs> um, like, but I don't need appreciation, although that would have been nice too. Like, thanks for like, you know, picking our kids up. Thanks for feeding our kids. Thanks for making sure they didn't drown. You know, all of that works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the recency of that story. <laughs> that's yeah, that's really good. Well, Trevor, one of the questions that I'm curious of while we're catching up on some of these uh, chats here yeah. is what are some strategies that are authentic within a remote work environment, especially with leadership, maybe not always having that face-to-face time remotely with, with broader teams. That was a comment made from Ali earlier in the chat. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's one I'd have to like think about a little bit more. I'm curious if Anita has any takes on that or you, Vanessa, while I yes. kind of put my thoughts together. Yeah, so I I love this one. I struggle with it because when I get on Zoom, I just want to do work and I don't want to talk about the nice things. And so I really push myself to think about in my preparation for those one-on-ones to think about ways that I can appreciate in the conversation of the one-on-one. So, you know, like Vanessa said, instead of starting with like, oh, we have to have kind of appreciation at the beginning of the agenda. I think about as we go through what problems or roadblocks we're removing of like, hey, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I appreciate how you put together that point of view. Have you thought about this, this, and this? So it becomes kind of like a natural talk track of like, hey, this is going really well. Like when we do the next round of work on it, can we think about these things? So it becomes kind of a natural course. You know, the other thing too that we'll do in our leadership team meeting is I will put appreciation at the top of the agenda and everybody knows that it's there once a week and having everybody kind of come in and think about, oh, these are all the big things, especially if we're doing a lot of project work. These are all the things that um, we're really grateful for the team doing and really pushing on that pure 
appreciation. You know, I'd love to hear your thoughts too, Vanessa, and, and what you've seen work. Yeah, I think uh, I'm very similar with how I, I start meetings. I'm like, I just want to get straight into to the agenda. And and I've appreciated, I've seen this from you as well, just even starting the conversation with, with you're a human and you matter as a human. And how are you doing? Like, even just that, just like the appreciation of my existence. And I'm not just here as a butt in the seat. Like, I think that that goes a long way. And, and I love when we, when we do have like appreciate appreciation at the top of the agenda, because it kind of like keeps things like that top of mind and it kind of forces that habit as well. If, if somebody doesn't have it as a habit or you're still developing that deeper skill to, to start thinking about those interactions that you've had, how have people been interacting with you? How have they showcased your company values? How are they, uh, matching to the theme for the year and helping them see that so they know their impact on the business. I think that having that top of mind is really important. I love that. I was going to give a shout out to a public shout out to our head of marketing. Actually, our head of marketing, Peyton, has been a good example to me of his most of his team, all but one team member is remote. And so he does these weekly huddles with his team Monday mornings and to start out with everyone on, on Zoom, like they just talk about their weekends, um, just take a step back from work for a minute. And we try to get to know each other on like a more personal level. Some people are more comfortable to share certain things than others. Obviously, everyone has preferences there. Um, but yeah, just a good job of like, let's let's not treat them like they're out on an island just because they're not sitting right next to us. Let's make sure they feel like they're part of the team. And we're actually investing in, in getting to know them and, and their overall success. Um, we also use a really cool recognition tool internally to make sure that everybody um, on our remote team members are feeling just as recognized and appreciated as, as everyone else too. Right. This is when you may want to consider technology that some people on this call have access to <laughs> to help you scale recognition for sure. What about, I, I think this is a question that's worth discussing too, because I hear this a lot in this chat and a number of different topics that we've had, but how do you deal with managers being too overworked to give adequate recognition? And is the concept of a working manager positive or negative to the overall like financial health of the organization? So I'm curious if either of you have, have thoughts on this one, because I think a lot of people in our community struggle with this. That's a good one. Um, I'm not sure on the working manager piece. I, I don't have initial thoughts on that. Um, what I will say is I think if you just dedicate, you know, it can be five or 10 minutes a month outside of like the normal amount of gratitude, but dedicate five or 10 minutes, even a month or one or two minutes a week to just think through everyone on your team and think, when did they go above and beyond this week? Like, and did I recognize them already? When did they live a core value? And have I already told them that? And then just shoot out a quick Slack message or a text message, um, giving them a little shout out for something that you've seen they've done recently. I, I don't think it has to be a big lift. I know managers are feel overworked and they have a lot going on. Um, I think it's really a small investment in time and, and a little bit of extra effort that will go a long way for the morale of your team. Yeah, I think this is a, oh, go ahead, Vanessa. No, I was going to say, uh, Anita, you've said this in the past too. If it's not done, it hasn't 
been prioritized. You have to prioritize it and and prioritize it into your week. And I I, I love that you were mentioning Trevor because you kind of spoke to this a little bit too. And and putting it into your routine. And it is a habit. You have to develop that habit. And maybe it's, you know, you want you want to break it down into, okay, I want to give recognition once a day. And then just building that habit to where it becomes natural to you and more organic in your different conversations and and think about different ways that you could recognize people, but prioritizing it into your schedule is super important. Yeah. So the one, the one thing I'll add to this, and I, I totally agree with, with what Vanessa and Trevor said is, have you identified the problem? So yes, we know that they're busy. Are they experiencing lack of engagement? Are they experiencing high turnover? Are people not wanting to come work on their team? What problem would recognition solve for them to get them to spend time on it? Because if you just go and you're like, you should recognize people. Like I have a whole list of things I should do and I don't want to shit on myself. So how do you really encourage this team member who's a working manager to understand why it matters? And it may not matter to them if they don't have issues with turnover engagement right? Maybe they're doing something else that works. So I really work to not be judgmental and say, hey, what, what, what's happening on your team? What are the things that could work to improve performance on your team? Um, and the other thing I'll say is we've got to make giving recognition easy, right? If they're out in the field, if they're driving trucks, if they're you know doing things where they're not sitting at their computer, what technologies or tools could we use to make giving recognition more seamless and simple um, to enable them to do it? So I would look to our HR team to say, yes, it's important, but what is the delivery mechanism of simplicity that makes it easy to give and receive recognition for different life events or work events or you know just spot recognition? Well, thank you both so much for answering all those Q&A questions. Before, we, uh, before I hand it off to you, Anita, to take us to the three takeaways and take it, lead us out of this, are there any final suggestions or recommendations for uh, this engagement and recognition that you want to give to our audience before we, we head there? Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I think the hardest part about starting a recognition pro program is just getting up and running and getting people to consistently use it. If you're wanting to start out, you have zero budget or buy-in, like a great option many of you are probably doing is like uh, creating a Slack channel or a Teams channel that's focused on recognition where everyone can get involved. I think that's a great place to start. Over time, it might be kind of hard to scale and have all of the components that you need to when you add in what we mentioned about like service awards and birthdays. Um, rewards is is a big part of what we see drives engagement. So um, there's, there's a whole growing category of employee recognition rewards platforms. There's a bunch of them on the Bamboo Marketplace where many of you are. Um, so I definitely take a look there. They're all really great options. We're a little bit biased on our end of what, what we use and what we like best, obviously. Um, if you're looking for something now or if you'd consider it, we'd love to chat with you. But hopefully this has been a really valuable and helpful discussion on, on the topic. This was so good. Thank you so much, Trevor, for getting us into it and getting us thinking about it. And, and like Trevor said, you have a resident expert here with technology and ability to help in all of your recognition needs. So that's exciting. You know, and there's still so many unanswered questions here. 
Um, so I'd love for us to figure out how we follow up in HR heroes and um, get all the answers out because you can tell that everybody really values how to be better at recognition. So thank you, Trevor, so much for bringing your expertise and Vanessa, all of your great stories and antidotes and compliments into the conversation are always awesome. So practice your hearts. But our three takeaways here are really, you know, you've got the use case and you've got some great data around why it's critical for the business to really engage in some form of recognition or appreciation. You can see that it will impact your results and your performance in your business when done well. The second piece is that your team program should include an, an element of peer recognition. That's where people really feel the most special is when their peer recognizes them as well as their leaders. So it's a way to build connection and break down silos. And the third piece, if you haven't started a program yet, just like Trevor talked about, it can be simple and it can be easy and you can do a shout out channel. Um, you can just build five, five minutes into your daily agenda because when we're demonstrations of this in the people function, we're going to be showing it to everybody else and the results it can produce. So start with you and your team first and build it into your daily schedule. And from there, um, you can build it into, into something larger for your organization. So thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back on June 20th for our next episode um, talking about exiting with a flair, mastering the art of being a good lever, which I'm really, really passionate about. With so much change in the workforce today, I think we can be better at um, helping people leave our organizations and leaving ourselves. So we're going to talk about this. You know, join us at HR Unplugged and subscribe to our series and joining us and join us on all the podcast platforms. We're so grateful. Thank you again, Trevor. Thank you again, Vanessa. Super, super grateful as we show gratitude, appreciation, and recognition for both of you for coming into our community and sharing all of these great tips and tricks on increasing engagement through using recognition. Thanks to both of you for being here with us today. Super grateful for your time and energy in this conversation. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Have a super day, everybody. Thanks for joining us for HR Unplugged. This series is brought to you by Bambu HR. Visit us at bambuhr.com slash HR unplugged for video versions of the podcast, additional resources, and to learn more about how Bambu HR sets people free to do great work. 